I said talk to me, damn it! All right. I'm gonna make you talk. I said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you filthy slut! Did you fuck with me? Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 67 and as always my co-host Jessalyn is here today. Hello. Plus we have a special guest. Tyrell Cannon is with us once again. Getting less special every time. Yeah. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a few things we're going to talk about real quickly, real brief, because uh, a lot of them don't have all that much substance to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, Jessalyn and I watched the Eli Roth's History of Horror on Shudder, and I heard some pretty good things about this. Uh, even though we're not the biggest fan of Eli Roth, you know, it, we make jokes about him all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> it, we watched that one AMC 100 horror movie moments. Like, Eli Roth tended to come up on the screen all the time, and Jessalyn was always like, oh, God, <laughs> whatever he's so, talking I'm walking this line because he's so full of himself. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he sometimes makes really insightful points, and I'm just like, God damn it, Eli Roth, I hate it when we agree. Yeah, he's kind of bro-y. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, what was, uh, and his first movie was Cabin Fever is great. It's yeah, good, I like yeah, Cabin Fever. I, I saw it in the theater. Uh, and this is no exception for me. I liked it. I loved all the interviews. But Eli, it's not like Eli Roth was behind the camera because he can't stand to always be behind the camera. <laughs> He's got to be like, i am got to interview everybody and giggle and mug at the camera. Eli Roth. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about Eli Roth, <laughs> would you please? Rob Zombie barely gets a word in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because you've ever been to a Rob Zombie show he talks for half the fucking yeah. show, so... <laughs> so it's impressive, Eli Roth. But, yeah. Well, was but there I, any good information in this talk? I thought so. I, I, I liked it. I knew most of it already, so... I, it was still interesting, it was still mm -hmm. good to watch, it was still fun to watch. Uh, the first episode I liked a lot, because it was with George Romero, and it talked yeah. about zombies a lot, and his zombies a lot. And it showed some old interviews with him, so that was pretty cool, but... Like I said, I already knew a lot about all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I still check it out. Yeah, I like it goes through, like each episode is a different subgenre of horror that they tackle. It's like slashers, werewolves, yeah. ghosts, oh, and cool. vampires. Mm -hmm. oh, nice. They're like 45 minute episodes. And yeah, it's it's a nice watch. It, mm -hmm. I learned a couple things, but not too much. I'm, I'm a huge horror fan, so it's, yeah. Maybe for like a beginning horror person. Or yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should make my wife watch it. Ah, there we go. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> now, do you think there'll ever be like a, a like a, they'll have some like I guess I can't say Penny Marshall. I don't know. Penny Marshall did really good movies. I was just thinking if there was like some director out there that would do like a, a rom com thing, so that because I find it kind of 
pretty awesome that Horde will do this or Sci-Fi will like right. have all these episodes, but there's never yeah. like a series of oh the the best rom coms or, or, or is anything. there? There's not that I know of. Yeah, yeah. not that I know of. That's either. not a bad idea. Ask your wife. Well, yeah. then, you know, there's a lot of because there are a lot of rom coms that are well regarded. You know, yeah. they're not they're not like bad movies. They're right. good movies. So I don't know why there wouldn't be. I mean. There, I mean, why, I don't know why there isn't. There should be. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd probably watch it. Why? Yeah. <laughs> right, you're right. There's like, you know, they got it for sci-fi and horror and action movies. You yeah. Know, there's like, oh, the best action movies or history of action movies or whatever. And then they'll have like 80 people talking about it. You know, yeah, and, yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, the horror movie, some Joe Blow actor from Friday the 13th Part 3. And then can we ever get like, you know... Uh, one for Mystic Pizza or something, or or you know, maybe it's harder to get the people who start in rom coms to participate yeah. in these kind of documentaries. Like Julia Roberts <laughs> is probably like, stars. I don't care about this. Like, I'm not gonna... <laughs> well, but you would think also though that horror people would think the same thing. Like, oh, I acted in this horror movie. It was like my first role, like Kevin Bacon or something. Well, but he doesn't pop up on those documentaries as much as like. Steve from Part Seven. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Does he pop up in the Probably. Jason documentary? I think Kincaid does. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> no, Jason. Jason? I mean, oh, Kevin Bacon, does he show uh, up? No, he doesn't show up in the Crystal Lake Memories. That was a good documentary. Yeah, that's an yeah. awesome documentary. Mm-hmm. That's one of those kind of documentaries, those seven-hour, like, let's oh, go yes. through all the movies. Oh, yeah. I could watch those anytime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah, you just throw them on in the background. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> uh, another... Another series that we watched on Shudder is uh, Channel Zero, Season 3. Uh, the first season we didn't really like all that much. The second one we liked a bit more. I really liked the second season. I thought cool. about it for a long time after really? we were done watching it. Yeah. Uh, and then the third season came out, and it is okay. It starts out pretty good. Yeah. It kind of fizzles towards the end. It tackles a lot. It's not just one theme. It's three. It's like mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, cannibalism and class divide. Right, yeah. Those three things. And it tackles them all fine. It's a little bit cluttered, but I liked it. I, I thought it was pretty good. Not as good as two. I thought it was okay. The acting was pretty good. The, the Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer's in there. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Great. And he's yeah. great. Yeah. His death scene is awesome. <laughs> Sorry if I ruined it for you, but whatever. It's awesome. <laughs> this description sounds like a Tales from the Hood or something. <laughs> Actually, no. I did read that. And, yeah, you're right. It does I seem mean, like a Tales kind of, because it's about a rich white plantation-owning family okay. that decides to live in the sky and oh people. Yeah. yeah. That sounds perfect. Yeah. But yeah. Apparently not, yeah. Yeah, Rucker Howard, though. Fuck it. Go for it. Why yeah, not? Yeah, he's Check the patriarch out. of that family. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I liked it, but season two, I think, so far is my favorite. Yes, season, yeah. definitely season two. Now, we finally saw this movie. It was a Kickstarter project, I believe, and it got passed pretty quickly, if I remember correctly. It's for Super Troopers 2. Mm-hmm. And just All three of like, us saw this, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, just like Veronica Mars was, I believe, a Kickstarter also was funded pretty quickly and that's I, I like how this is happening with um, these different I guess uh, these fan favorite kind of shows and movies like Veronica Mars um, which is coming back to to Hulu which I read mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, official. Which you got me into, and I was like, oh, Veronica Mars is actually really pretty good. Do <laughs> right? you like yeah. Veronica Mars at all? I've never actually watched it. You I've should. heard good things, though. It's yeah, a it's a good show. show. You you totally roped me into it. Yeah. Okay. It's easy okay. to get roped in. It's a great yeah. show. Yeah. 
And uh, what's um, what's her face is really smart and really great in that show too. Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen yeah. Bell. So <laughs> what's I always her like her. She's great oh yeah, in everything. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. really funny. I think. Yeah. I think the first time I saw her was in uh, shit. What's that show on HBO? The Wild West. Oh, Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah, it's the first time I That's saw her. That's the last episode of Deadwood I watched. <laughs> I was a big Veronica Mars fan. And I was trying to get into Deadwood, and it wasn't really working. And then Veronica Mars gets beaten to death, and yeah, I was I'm like, not... mm, I love that I'm show. not going to do this. That show, that show, that's a show, the first time I tried to watch Deadwood, I couldn't get into it. And mm-hmm. then, like, years later, I watched it. And it just, like, especially once you get past, like, halfway through season one. Okay. It's amazing. Maybe yeah, I'll try again. Yeah. They're making a movie of that or something. They've been talking about that okay. for years, trying yeah. to close it up, I think, on the... I did, they did three seasons, I believe, and they're yeah. trying to close it in, a, like, a movie yeah. or something. Right. Yeah, and it sucked, man. Yeah, I was so yeah. upset. Because Rome, that was another show that was around yeah, around the same time. Yeah, oh, that's... Yeah, I love Ray Stevenson. Yeah, so, uh, Titus Pulo. And didn't you say, like, when you're riding the bus... In, in Chicago here to go to work, you would see posters for Rome, and didn't re- one of them read, like, Titus Pulo is a thug or something like that? Yeah, that's how you, <laughs> like that, yeah. You saw Rome, and, oh, yeah, I love that show. <laughs> Fucking Ray Stevenson's the best, man. He's great. Truth, yeah. yeah. Huge man crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we were talking super, about... Yeah, yeah Super Trooper Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I yeah. laughed at a, a few parts. It's not as funny as the first one. Yeah. But uh, good for them for, for getting their movie made and getting it kickstarted. And Yeah, I still laughed out loud. Yeah. Um, Super Troopers wasn't my favorite. Club Dread. If they do a Club Dread sequel, I'm so there for it. <laughs> I loved Club Dread. Oh, um, but they can't. Oh, well, he died in the last one. Bill Paxton. I guess that's here. true. He's already dead. And they did actually play, flashbacks. what, Pina Coladeberg in Super yeah, Troopers 2. Yeah, they play a little Pina Coladeberg. <laughs> like, blink and you'll miss it. Or cover your ears and yeah. you'll miss it. Yeah. The thing I think works about their movies, or at least this one especially, too, is, like, they have good actors in it. Yeah. You know? Like, they don't just have, like, comedic actors necessarily. But, like, anytime, you know, Brian Cox. Yeah. yeah. Brian yeah. Cox, mm-hmm. you know, he's great. Hannibal Lecter in there. That's right. Great. It's just full of, like, or even, like, when they do get people, like, Sean William Scott, not the best or anything, but um, Damon Wayans Jr. I kind of think is pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually Rob like Lowe them both. Rob Lowe is always good. Yes. <laughs> I just watched Wayne's World the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of his bounce back movie, right, too. Right, yeah. Right. No, it's really, you know, I, I, I remember, I, I feel like the same way. I, I don't think it was as, as good as the original. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it was a lot of the same sort of jokes, you know? Yeah. But, but it was still, like, funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Will Sasso's in it too. I love Will Sasso. Yeah, Will Sasso's great. <laughs> yeah. You know, my buddy actually was at a party one time. He when he was living in L.A. and he found out. I believe it was in like Will Sasso's house or something like that. And then he oh, saw yeah. Will Sasso like <laughs> cleaning up garbage and washing dishes and shit. <laughs> That's like, oh, amazing. Will Sasso. <laughs> yeah, I love him. I, one of my favorite parts, I think, is when Will Sasso just does. He's supposed to be French Canadian, and he just does like French gibberish. <laughs> 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 uh, we saw this next movie in the theaters, and it's still there. And it's the Liam Neeson film Cold Pursuit. Yes. Uh, it's about a snowplow driver who seeks revenge against the drug dealers he thinks killed his son. And it's based on a Norwegian film, In Order of Disappearance. <laughs> hmm. uh, it's directed by Hans Peter Molund, who I probably did the original one I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't I don't know. Look. <laughs> I, it starts out I think it's it's a little confusing because it takes a while 
before it lets you know that this is just a silly, stupid, fun movie. Right. It starts yeah. out and you're like, oh, this is going to be dark. And then you're like, that was weirdly funny. Yes. It made me uncomfortable. And then you're like, oh, this is stupid, silly, fun. Okay. Right. It's it. like a case of maybe the advertising was wrong for it or something. Maybe, but the movie starts out pretty seriously, too. But yes, definitely. Walking in, I thought, I'm watching a black. Yeah, like a dark take, movie. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like you know he was also in Taken, which is yes, yes. and mm-hmm. the Gray, which is like you know in the snow <laughs> and crash, <laughs> and dark and you know. So it's like I expected it to be yeah like a serious dark kind of a and revenge it's movie. Not the, no. there were a couple of people with we were with who absolutely hated it, and I totally understand that <laughs> feeling too. <laughs> but uh, silly, stupid, fun. I laughed. It was fine. See, I didn't see any of the trailers, or I didn't read anything about this movie, so I went in totally blind. And yeah, I I was like, all right, this is going to be like a run-of-the-mill kind of taken movie. And yeah, right through about 20, 30 minutes in, you start to be like, okay, I get this now. Because yeah. whenever someone is gets killed in this movie... They'll write their name up there, and then they'll put a cross up, and oh, then okay. um, or some sort of religious symbol. Well, then yeah. yeah. So then later on mm-hmm. in the film, when more people start dying, you'll see different religious symbols up yeah. over their name, and oh. and um, and it keeps account for you until the end of the movie, and it just shows all the different people who were killed in this movie. Because it is Italian by religion, like sixteen yeah. Christians, no, no, <laughs> seventeen Muslims. But they do have it up on the screen, everyone's name along with. Um, their symbol of whatever religion they follow. So I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, and then the end, they show all the names and then they disappear in the order that they died until it's only the last person. Last You're people. saying yeah. the credits are the best part. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fun movie. It is a fun yeah, movie to watch. I'm never going to see it again. Probably not. Uh, but any good kills or anything? Uh, a lot of them do take off, off screen. Um, yeah. So the, the gore and a lot of the violence is off unless in the beginning where it's more serious where Liam Neeson's son is killed and he's going to find the people and he he like beats the shit out of this one guy. Which and is, as he's beating the shit out of him, he, he lets him live and gets some more out of him and then he chokes him to death. But then he doesn't choke him all the way through to death yet and that's when the funny parts start to begin. Is there. And he just starts choking this guy trying to kill him all the way through. And... I believe there's another part in this too where they're burying their son, where Liam Neeson and uh, what's her face? Who like why is she even in this? Laura movie? Dern. Laura and Dern. that was the other thing. Dern, She's yeah. in it for like ten minutes. Why? Right. Why did you say like with Laura Dern? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it was cameo by even. Right. And there's just a scene where they're lowering or, or no, they're raising up the caskets of his son and it's taking forever for this to happen. No, it's not the casket, it's at the morgue when it's they have the, to identify Oh yeah, they him. have to like jack up the, the thing and they're jacking yeah. it up and it's just taking forever to do it. And then that same kind of scene happens again with someone else and you're like, okay, I get it now. This is this is a black comedy. This isn't right. necessarily taken in the snow. Mm-hmm. But that's what's so confusing because the opening's so dark. There's nothing funny about your like twenty-something son getting murdered right. by gangsters no, right. and you having to go identify the body. And so when they're like cranking yeah. him up to identify <laughs> it, it's awful. I was yeah. like, was this supposed to be funny? This is horrible. But then they do it later, <laughs> and it's with like a. It's like with the U-Haul thing, I want to say, and it's they're raising the body up oh, using yeah. like a, to load into a truck, mm-hmm. and it's taking forever, also. So even though like some of these are swings and misses, it was still meant to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed yeah. it. I I give it a B, and I know you give it what like a C plus. C plus. Yeah. Yeah. 
It didn't piss me off. And I laughed a couple of times. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> oh, and for my mom, they say the word Kehoe 17 times, <laughs> and they the Kehoe is written 15 times that I counted. That's nice. for you, Mom. Holy shit. Well, <laughs> the, the thing is, I really didn't even have to count how many times it was spoken or read. All I had to do was just listen to the to the, the alcoholic glasses clink together from them sitting down oh like my eight, God. like ten ten seats down. <laughs> With my Irish cousin. Clink <laughs> like oh they were wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were very loud. So you guys were, at a, were you at a dine in theater? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? After that, after I was able to just recline my seat all the way back until I was pretty much lying down, that's what I'm doing from now on. I'm not I don't want to go to these other theaters. I told anymore. you. And I want people to serve to that me. that shitball Skokie Theater again. I ordered it. There's a nice one in Skokie that's like a dine-in. Oh, and on weird. on Tuesdays, it's like six bucks. It's Is it an mall. AMC? Yeah. That's where we're going. See you there. We're not going to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty baller. Okay. Nice. Thank right. you. Well, thank, yeah, thanks for telling us, because I'm looking for a new theater now. I, yeah. I, I need this. This is what I need. And I need some guy to serve me a Reese's Pieces milkshake. It was delicious. In a real glass. A real glass, too. <laughs> Pretzel bites, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. movie of the week is the 1991 action film the perfect weapon (laughs) it's available to rent on amazon prime it's directed by mark desell the first time i ever saw this movie was probably back in 1991 or 92 right after it came out and i saw it on vhs this is right around the time when my parents were getting divorced don't get mad or sad about this they're happier when they got divorced so it's all right (laughs) Divorce is ultimately a happy thing. It is. Don't worry about it. I'm perfectly fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is right around uh, when they first divorced. My dad was living in like a a studio apartment in Chicago. So on weekends I got to stay with him and rent movies. And this was one of them. And the reason I picked this is because I remember seeing the trailer for this film and uh, seeing Jeff Speakman, the main character, in the trailer beating the shit out of a bunch of guys. Like doing all these quick punches and kicks and shit like I had never seen before. Although this shit had been out in, like, China and, and Japan before. Like, I wasn't introduced to Jackie Chan just yet. This was 
the only time I think I'd ever seen Jackie Chan was in American movies, and then I was like Cannonball Run. So I really never saw yeah. Police Story or any of those, mm. or The Drunken Masters. So this was really my introduction to like this fast kung fu that's not like Bruce Lee kind of movies. So I was really interested in to see this kind of film, and then finally I got the VHS and watched it, and I think that was probably the last time I watched it was back when I first saw it, maybe a time or two after that, before my teens. So, um, when was the first time you saw this, Tyrell? Uh, probably on video, because I remember the trailer, and I was like, oh man, this looks so cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that part where he's super, like, punching that dude against oh, the man. pole, like, super quick. <laughs> <laughs> the sound and, effects made me laugh. <laughs> dude, the sound effects are awesome right, in this movie. Right. And so, like, I saw the trailer, and then, you know, I, I was able, I mean, I grew up watching a lot of Bruce Lee, but also, like, WGN would show, like, One-Armed Swordsman and the Crippled Masters. The Samurai Sundays. Yeah, man, I would watch all that stuff. And, you know, I had seen, like, a few Jackie Chan movies at that point, like Drunken Master and, um, what else? I mean, maybe seen one of the Jet Li movies, one of the early Jet Li movies. Anyway, mm. I was I was pumped. But, you know, it was rated R, and I was, like, 11 or something. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I was, like, 10 or 11. So my dad was like, well, we're not going to see this. So I remember <laughs> he went, I, I think this is how it happened. I was telling Tina this because she was actually watching this one with me. Oh. And so we went to the theater, and I think dad went to see it with my older brother, and I could hear the music and stuff. And like, oh. and, but then I had to go with my uncle to see uh, Dances with Wolves. And so imagine oh. being, like a, being like an 11 year old who's like, ah, oh, go to the movies. And you see, and I, I mean, I like Dances with Wolves now, sure. but like, like a three hour long movie. Yeah. And what's funny is that in Dances with Wolves, people are getting scalped. There's naked people. There's, and the perfect weapon has like nothing, none of that stuff. There's yeah, no nudity. No. There's like no blood. I was like, I should have gone to that. But anyway, that and then you know, eventually it came out on video, and at, yeah, at that point, my dad let me watch it, and I was like, I remember as a kid being like, "This movie is badass," you know, mm-hmm. and I found all the stuff about him being like, even back then, being into like, you could get magazines like Black Belt magazine talking about him doing oh, Ken, nice. Kenpo karate. Was, oh, what's Kenpo? That's like the deadliest karate or something. So yeah, that's what I thought when I was. Like, Probably 11 or 12, yeah. Wait, is Dances with Wolves rated PG-13? That's what I thought, right? Wow. But it's pretty violent. It's really it's violent. Dark, <laughs> such, such and it's three hours long. And my uncle, who I went with, he he has this thing where he's like, we're going to watch all the credits because all these people worked hard in the movie. Oh. So not only did I see three hours of Dances with the Wolves, but I watched all the credits. <laughs> and there's not even no end scene either. Like, no, there's no stinger end. The Native Americans rise up at the end. No, it does not happen. Now, were, were your parents kind of the ones that would say to you, like, oh, well, you know, we'll watch it first and we'll let you know if you can Absolutely. watch it. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, well, what the f- How are you going to do that? Like, oh, you're going to go see it twice with me? You're going to pay that money? You're like, call out, do you ever call out your own parents and that shit? Because I think I did once. <laughs> I think, you know, I think that it was usually, we saw so many things on video that it wasn't a matter of them paying to get it, like, um, in theater twice. They mm-hmm. were just, we didn't go to the movies very much. You mm-hmm. know? So, okay. like, or if we did, it was one that they were sure, like, we, the whole family would go see twins, you know, or you know, stuff like that. So. Well, um, <laughs> is this your first time seeing? It? This was my first time, and you were blown it. away, weren't you, by the fucking <laughs> perfect weapon? Away. I mean, I liked it. Okay, I did. Well, I subject you put- me to like mutant. That's the one that I keep oh. naming. Yeah, I know you fucking hate, hate mutant, so man. Jeez. I think you've got to say better. maybe for later, but you got to say the tagline of this movie. 
There's like a, they well, have like three different ones. It says on here it says no gun, no knife, no equal. No, yeah. Then yes. there's then there was another one too. I I was reading them also. Oh, man. there's the homoerotic one that I wrote down. Oh. <laughs> uh, full contact, no protection. Yep, yep. I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, let's get this movie started. It opens up with um. Our, our main protagonist of the movie, his name is Jeff, and he's played by Jeff Speakman, so not a big stretch for him. I think they did it so he could remember <laughs> to react yeah, when someone calls him. Yeah, that me. Yeah, like, we're just going to use your name so you react when we say your And good old Jeff, he's, he's working construction, and um, he doesn't look too happy working construction, and he heads home and starts working out and doing, like, his Kempo routine to... Uh, power by Snap. The best. You know the that. Dun, 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 dun. I got the power. Yeah, that song. The violent Tai Chi. Yeah. And then he's doing all. <laughs> then I used to do the same thing when I was twelve. That he does in the movie. <laughs> it's where a song, right? Uh, no, to CNC Music Factory. So <laughs> he was ripping me off. <laughs> Did you both do your kung fu moves in the I mirror? I mean, I don't remember. I mean, I remember like. Doing like trying to do nunchucks and stuff. Oh know? man, like, those oh, are hard. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> that was me throughout a lot of my life. So just acting like I knew how to do kung fu or kenpo or whatever the fuck they were doing. You have a lot of nervous energy. <laughs> I do. Well, see, yeah. Now you see why my leg twitches all yeah. the time because it's all that energy built up from a youth when I was oh, a youth. Oh man. But this scene, this song was in all the trailers. Yes, you know, this it was like the jam. You know, it was like the the equivalent of the Mortal Kombat song. From Mortal Oh, yeah. oh, here comes the song. Yeah. It's weird. Mortal Kombat got stuck in my head after this. Yeah. Now I understand yeah. why. Yeah. Well, probably because Shang Tsung's in the movie. That's why. What a crazy way to open a movie, though. Yeah. Right? Like, number one, well, this construction guy who becomes an action hero is kind of a trope, I think, in the 90s, which I'm fine with. You know I mean? It's it's like, uh, you well, know, well, the 80s, I guess. They, they live. live. And mm-hmm. uh, even uh, Total Recall. And mm-hmm. But anyway, like, then you're like, we're going to have our guy do shirtless you know, kata to this techno song. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, such a, it's such a weird move to make. I don't know. Yeah, like, and, in retrospect, like watching it now. Yeah. Like, that's really odd. Yeah. He tears it up though. I mean, you can't say he's bad at it. No, he's, 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 he, uh, he's what, a 12th level black belt in Kempo has his own yeah. school and everything. So, uh, I guess from now I'm just going to call him the perfect weapon. Um, I'm the perfect... call him Jeff. Okay, well the perfect <laughs> weapon calls Kim. It's his old uh, old friend of his and uh, <laughs> Kim. Kim, yeah, and that seemed like it was always either Kim or Chen or Benny were the name of the Chinese like mob bosses mm-hmm. or mentors. Because mm-hmm. I, I swear, I think one of them, King Benny, was used in two different movies by the same actor. I want to <laughs> say it was the Corrupter and Lethal Weapon Four. It was the same actor, and oh, it was. Bad. Yes, uh, and the corrupter. I was pissed. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he was the same guy. He was in the Fifth Element. He was the the, the Chinese guy who serves Corbin Dallas. Anyway, yeah, he, he played. His name was, I, I believe, Benny in both of those movies. The the Chinese yeah, mob yeah. boss. Well, we got Mako as Kim. Yeah, yeah. I think Mako's I believe it's called Mako. Actually, I believe because I've heard. Uh, I, I think I got that from the Conan the Barbarian. Oh right, um, right. Uh, what The uh, uh, what you, the commentary? Okay. Which, if you ever have Good a commentary stuff. commentary with Arnold in it, 
It's fucking gold. That's probably the second. The one for Total Recall is really good. <laughs> the one for Conan is the best because he tries to make jokes throughout it and stuff, and they're horrible. <laughs> well, but Mako slash Mako, love that guy. Yes, right? he's, a, yes. he's in Samurai Jack. He's in you know he's in lots Conan. of voices. He's, in, he's Tons great. Of voices. But okay, and, and this is maybe is an ongoing theme in this movie, but. He makes a reference to... He, he's, he's supposed to be Korean, right? Right, yeah. Mago's Japanese. Most but, of these guys are. Like, there's so much mixing up of, of the... Which I guess, you know, cool that the movie's full of Asian actors. Yes. But they, they seem to play fast and loose with the... You know, with the, with the, the, the Asian, what, which Asian, which region they're from. Yes. But anyway, sorry. I, well, that, that brings up a really good point, because I remember there was that movie that came out, uh, Memoirs of a Geisha... Mm. And Zhe Zhang, I want to—I probably fucked her name up. Played the geisha, yet she's not Japanese. She's Chinese, yeah. She's Chinese, mm-hmm. and there was a big—I I, guess—in other foreign markets, they're like, "What the hell?" You know. Right, right. So, um, so yeah, that's that's a really good point because yeah, all the, most of these guys are Japanese. Um, yet the uh, Shang Tsung's in this movie. Kerry Nuruku, I can't. Takagawa. Takagawa. He uh, he's in this movie. Um, I know James Hong, I believe, is is uh, Chinese. Yes, who, he is Chinese. Who, he, uh, who but, play, he's but is he playing Lopan. a Chinese? Yeah, is he playing yeah. a Chinese person in this? Nah, or, uh, I'm pretty sure they're all playing Koreans right. in well, this Well, and then movie. Dante Bosco is a Filipino. Yes, he is. And uh, Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> oh, is that his name? Yeah, uh, Dante Rufio. Bosco. But I, so, I didn't mean to derail you there. No, no, no. We can okay. get this. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there's all these different regions of Asia that are represented in this movie, yet they're all Korean. But it's like the, it's, it is the who's who of like Asian actors and stuntmen in this movie. Yeah, like it's got yeah. everybody in it. It does. It has a, a few of the John Carpenter uh, yeah. guys, like from Big Big Trouble in Little China. Jeff in this. Yeah, yeah. You got those guys. You got uh, Odd Job. Yeah, uh, you have uh, Shang Tsung. He's Hawaiian, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Yeah. Is he Hawaiian? But he, he was a wrestler and he went by mm-hmm. this name, Professor Tanaka. Right. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Back to uh, to Kim here. He, uh, uh, I guess, for some reason, the perfect weapon calls him because Kim was one of the guys who took him in for uh, when he was a youth because he was kind of astray. His mother passed away when he was young. His father was a cop and couldn't control him. So Kim, uh, an owner of this antique shop, was like, "Hey, instead of sending your son off to uh, to boot camp or military school, why don't you take him to this Kempo school and he'll learn." How to be uh, a person, how to be a man, kind of thing, and, and how to control how to control his, his emotions, anger. yeah, and his anger. <clears throat> and so, while the perfect weapon is driving to Kim, we get all these flashbacks. We get to meet his dad. Epic who, flashbacks. It is, like, man. It's just like back and forth between him and his car, being like, hmm, yeah, you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. All right, yeah. And the the actor who plays his dad is the uh, usually plays a cop and other other things. But the thing I remember him from is from Goodfellas. He plays mm. Henry's dad. That's it, yeah. He's like, Henry's like, you've been to school lately? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been there for months! And he beats the shit out of Ray Liotta's, oh, or not Ray Liotta, but the, the young Henry. Right. So, yeah, he plays a cop in this one, and we get to see all these flashbacks. Um, uh, the perfect weapon is, like, a teenager, and he's in uh, high school. at the, like He's doing track and stuff, doing, like, a pole, pole vault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And his brother's there. He's probably like eight years younger than he is, maybe less than that. And he gets to know 
uh, a fight with some jocks and some football players, and they're fucking with his little brother, and finally one of them bitch slaps his little brother, and that's when that sets the perfect weapon off, and he does like about four, good three or four good spin kicks to fuck up the football player, and it like totally knocks the face guard off his mask. Yeah, like while he's wearing mm. the helmet and the cuff, and he still goes down yeah, pretty hard. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen a face mask kicked off since Necessary Roughness. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, um, from there, we uh, the perfect weapon finally reaches Kim after having all these flashbacks, and his dad kicks him out of the house forever, and he hasn't seen his family for, I'm going to say, like 20 years, maybe, and he hasn't been back to town. Uh, so he goes back, and... Kim is being fucked with again. These mobsters want to uh, store like cocaine or some drugs in Kim's store. Do we know why he called Kim at the beginning of the movie? He was like, no. dude, he's caught it. He's like, yo, Kim. And then Kim's like getting assaulted like while he called no, Kim. No, no. I, I, uh. I think just just part of the Perfect Weapons programming to where he felt the, the force <laughs> of fucking Part of his Kim. perfection is. And he's like, oh shit, Mako's <laughs> oh, in trouble. Let man. me go save him. Yeah. Sorry, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, the perfect weapon beats the piss out of, like, four or five guys, gang members in, uh, in the, uh, Kim's shop. And that's when we first get to see some real action from the perfect weapon. It's, it's a pretty cool kung fu scene there mm-hmm. going on there, and I like this one. And there's then there's we, definitely some great editing going on, Yes, too. yes, there is. <laughs> the, power, the, the perfect editing is the part be- of <laughs> And that's where we first meet Rufio. He's, uh, like, a 15-year-old kid, friend of Kim, and even Kim is, like... Doesn't he remind you of someone you knew? Jimmy Ho. His name is Jimmy Ho. Jimmy Ho. Yeah. Rufio. I yeah. think I squealed with delight. He's yeah. Rufio. That's, okay. what my, that's what my wife did. She's like, that's Rufio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is Rufio. He's so cute. <laughs> and from there on, you know, uh, Kim and the perfect mm-hmm. weapon start, you know, talking, reminiscing and everything. And Kim's like, you know, it's, it's never too late to go home. And the perfect weapon's like, I know Kim, I'm going to go take a walk. And he walks past his old dojo where he used to train. And um, I don't think there's any more flashbacks. One of the other ones was him and his master, um, his master telling him, like, you know, uh, you're not a dragon yet. You're, 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 you're fighting without thinking. You're not, you know, you're not thinking things through while the dragon does. Or and then why don't you come back here when you're a man? And so... That's the thing that my brother and I did do, though, the whole, like, this is the tiger, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dragon, and he, like, has a side punch or yeah. something. Yeah, I wrote it down. It's a good line. Yeah. A tiger does not think. He mm. cannot act. He can only react. Did you, you and your brother actually hit each other when you did that? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Vying for the dragon. I used to eagle claw my brother all the time. Oh, That's man. where you, you grab, like, under their rib. Right, and kind right. Of <laughs> but, so, so, okay, so, but there is a flashback where he's in the dojo and kind of has, like, a thing with this girl, too. Right, yeah. This movie, I mean, maybe we'll get to it, but this is, like, the king of weird callbacks. But anyway, yes. he goes back to his dojo. He has this flashback. Yeah, and he, and... He sees, like, uh, one of the other students helped him out, and she's a female, uh, throughout when he was training, and he sees her still at the dojo with his master, and it's Mariska Hargitay from mm-hmm. Law and & Order. And, oh, that's what she's from. Right. Yeah. She's, she, and, like, every time she popped on screen, that, that sound from Law & Order always would pop up, like, doom, doom, and she pops up, like, three or four times in the movie. Olivia so. Benson from yeah. Law & Order. <laughs> but just barely. Like, he doesn't like... Yeah. 
It's really weird, but anyway. She doesn't even have a uh, line. Say anything? No, no, she has no lines. No. Yeah. But the perfect weapon, you know, he's not a man yet, so he can't go back to his dojo. <laughs> <laughs> were they, like, gear? I was, at the end of the movie, when she never had a line, I was like, were they thinking there was going to be a sequel where Mariska Hargitay has lines and kicks were they ass? Dangling a sag card in front of her. <laughs> Poor Mariska. I would see that sequel. Sure, sure. Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, when Jeff goes on this walk, we get to meet uh, Tanaka, who actually goes by Tanaka in this movie. So mm-hmm. it's, I guess it's just everyone goes by their name. AKA uh, Odd Job. AKA odd job. Sub Zero. Yeah. <coughs> oh, yeah, well, Sub-Zero. A.K.A. Yeah. No Zero. Some, what was the joke to that one? No, just plain just Zero. Just plain Zero. <laughs> Tanaka, he's, he's a he's a beast. This guy, he's, a, he's yeah. like a, he's like a, when people say like a shit brick, a brick house or a yeah. brick shit house or whatever they say, like that's this he, guy. He know? is firmly packed, man. Yeah. He is yeah. a wall. Yeah, I, I agree. Every time they kick him, I mean, I know mm. that it's just a stunt. I know that they're fake like combat, but... I actually believe, like, you could kick this guy in the face and he would not budge. <laughs> no, wouldn't no feel it. Yeah. He would have made a good uh, Ben Grimm. Like, if yes, yeah, he oh, would make a yeah. Ben Grimm, mm-hmm. a good Ben Grimm. Unfortunately, he passed away like 20 years right. ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Tanaka, he ends up killing Kim, unfortunately. So Mako's out of the movie really quick, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, a signature where he leaves a little flower on the right, people yeah. or something. Do we know what kind of flower that is? I don't know. Uh, not a, what are flower specialists called? Botanists. So, the perfect weapon actually misses the, and misses the whole thing, and he chases after the car, and he can't catch up. And what we see next is um, at Kim's house, <clears throat> there the cops come, and uh, we see that um, the perfect weapon's brother, Adam, has become a cop also. Uh, like just like his dad, uh, more of, he's like a detective, and I recognize this guy from this movie called Best of the Best, oh, and it yeah, was a, yeah, um, he's in that too. Yeah, he was like one of the shitty fighters. Right. He was like probably one of the first all ones that, that, that. Yeah, they were all bad except for the. <laughs> but he was real bad. Yeah, he yeah. was the first one to lose, I believe. Yeah, and then like like had the one the Italian guy was next, and then. Then it was what's his uh, Sean Penn's Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Yeah, he plays like <laughs> he plays a racist. Uh, yeah, he does like a cowboy kung fu guy. And then Eric Roberts in that movie. I, I remember he he's <laughs> Eric Roberts. No, no, he's actually like a good guy in that movie. Wow. He's one of the fighters. Yep. But he gets like his arm taken out of the socket, and he like Ooh. makes this face in the movie for like a few minutes, where he's just like all hurt and crying, and it's just. It's like Julia Roberts' face just melted a bit more and became like Eric Roberts, and that's just one of the parts I remember. Then part two, they like it becomes like an action like movie. Five of those, yeah. Oh, fucking, there's so many, and like then Tommy <laughs> becomes like the main guy, and right, yeah. Tommy was, yeah. Tommy takes over the series because he was the right. best fighter. Right. Anyway, uh, best of the best. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> want to see James Earl Jones? Yeah. yeah, that's right. He is in there. <laughs> uh, and then from there on, we um, Adam is still a shithead. By Adam way. is still a yeah. little shit. Yeah. Which I do have a problem with. You know, they're dead in this movie because yeah. yeah, totally the perfect weapon totally sticks up for Adam when he's getting the, the gets bitch slapped and his dad kicks him out. It's like, dude. If my son did that, I'd be like, 
Good job, son. You <laughs> saved your fucking brother. Like you just got, yeah, you got hurt, man. Who and knows what I was going to do? He was trying to walk away. He was. Yeah, he right. was being the bigger man. And and if my dad can only see me doing roundhouse kicks to a football player, I, I would be eating steak for a yeah, month. Yeah, your dad. <laughs> yeah, you got <laughs> very there, proud. Really. Yeah. Well, so, it's yeah. just it's just weird because he has he, he like he, he does that and he's like the dad doesn't even listen to him explain. He's just yeah. like you're out of control. You're out of here. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it? He kicks a guy? You don't get to talk to him and he's right. out of the house? Yeah, it's your mm-hmm. son, you jerk. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, he's the worst. Mm. So after, like, uh, Adam tries to get the perfect weapon to help him, you know, find who Kim's killer is, and the perfect weapon's not happening, he's going to go do it on his own. So <laughs> what he does is he, the perfect weapon goes to this gym because he, um, he's trying to figure out, of course, like, who, who killed Kim, right? Uh, and he runs into these three fighters, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'll fight all three of you guys, bare knuckle. All everything goes, and you give me information. If not, you know, I guess you just beat the shit out of me, kind of thing." And then the three guys are like, "All right, let's go." You know, they full contact. Let's go, perfect weapon. Full contact, no protection. No protection, no protection. <laughs> right? <laughs> there was they were they were, they were topless and sweaty. And then yep. he has like one of the best the, one of the best lines to start the fight too. Where the guy's like, "Come on, white boy." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah man. Yeah. But unfortunately, white boy kicks some ass though. Yeah, well, yeah. This is um this is where we get to really start to see the perfect weapon in action and his fast punches and kicks and stuff. And this is a lot of that was in the trailer too. And yeah, the perfect weapon fights fucking dirty, man. He does a couple nut shots in there, and I, I <laughs> swear I think I saw an eagle claw also. So no yeah, protection, no problem. Yeah, no cups, I guess. But it's like this is where you see. So like the cool thing about any martial arts movie, I think that is like saying this is this martial art is like seeing the unique aspects of that mm-hmm. martial art. So Ken Poe's like known for these sort of quick succession of strikes that are overwhelming your opponent. And that's kind of what you see in this scene. You see him do this thing where he's like, you know, like machine right. gun punches this guy, you know, Ipman style. Right, yeah. Um, and it, it's 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 kind of cool. I mean, it's the yeah. kind of thing where you see and you're like, that's neat. That, like, that's... I think a good martial arts movie is going to showcase, like, the signature sort of moves of this form. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. It is so... Like, the thing I didn't remember until watching it was, like, how heavily edited the fights are. Like, yes. the cuts are, like... You maybe see two or three punches, cut. Two or three punches, right. cut. As opposed to, like, a Jackie Chan movie where it's, like, long shots, wide angles. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. You can see they actually choreographed it, you know? Yes. So a lot of it is sort of a little bit hidden by the editing, which I don't know... If you know, it probably has nothing to do with whether Jeff Speakman is good or not, but that's just the style they went with. I've never seen any of his other movies either, and I looked, and he has a shit ton of movies <laughs> yeah. just like this one, it looks like. They're, they're not <laughs> Where good. it's like two words. Oh, you've seen them? Well, I've seen uh, Street Night and like maybe two or three, and they just, it's kind of like Seagal. You're like, well, I'll watch the next one, and then you're like, well, uh, and then you kind of just stop watching. Yeah, <laughs> I think Seagal, I stopped after, what's that one where he's like a, a forest ranger? Uh, fire down below. Yeah, that's the oh one where God. I stopped. That is the nail in the coffin. Yeah, because under siege fire two was. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry, that's way worse than full contact. And it, no <laughs> protection. And it sucks because there's some Seagal movies I want to do, but he's a fucking pig, so I yeah, can't. Yeah, it's too bad. Damn it, Seagal. Can yeah, there's one with like William Forsyth in it, and I really want to do, but it, anyway. So, uh, yeah, uh, the perfect weapon beats the shit out of him. They tell him where to go, but before then he goes to Kim's funeral, 
Adam once again is like, you know, why don't you help me out? And that's where we see Rufio again. Um, and then that's where we finally see James Hong, who, uh, Lopan from uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, we see him for a brief second before he leaves. Rufio takes off, uh, perfect weapon, and the perfect weapon's brother follow him. And they can't catch him because he's fast because he's Rufio. <laughs> Bang <laughs> ring. Uh, and then from that scene on, we, we go to this... Uh, the, was it the crock pit, I believe? The crock, crock pit. <laughs> when the, when yes. this scene came up, like, uh, you know, he's walking in, and, like, it's got the lights, and it's like, sexy, dangerous. You know? yeah. <laughs> and my wife is like, this is a pretty cool club. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why it's even called that, but, you know. Uh, do you think it's a, the, the takeoff, the Viper Room, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. I guess, I don't know. <laughs> the crock pit. <laughs> So anyway, the, the perfect weapon goes in there, and he, he beats the piss out of a few guys before the perfect weapon meets his, his I guess, his, his only downfall, which are beer bottles. So he gets knocked <laughs> out by one. <laughs> of course, he, he took so many shots from the dudes in the, the in the training dojo, but now he goes there, and he gets annihilated by a Miller Lite bottle. And <laughs> <laughs> fucking he's down. <laughs> and uh, then that's when Tanaka comes out. He's about to kill him, and we see a shadowy figure, and they're like, no, don't. And and then he wakes up the next morning, and he looks like shit. And um, I thought there was some pretty cool fights in that scene, and the lighting action is pretty good in it, too. I, I like the yeah. whole atmosphere, but why the fuck would you go in there alone? I guess that's part of the movie. Well, and, like, you know what I was thinking, too? Like, stylistically, if you look at the lineage of these kind of movies, like... It's become a thing now, like all the way up to like John Wick, where you go into a club and there's a fight scene, there's lights and there's music. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, like, did I have I see, did I see it anywhere before this movie? Mm -hmm. huh. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it contributed anything, maybe that was it. Maybe but, that was it. You know, because yeah. it is a thing now. You, you see these action movies; they're going to walk into the club, there's gonna right. be a fight scene, there's going to mm -hmm. be like you know, strobes and you know all that kind of stuff. Let's see, RoboCop. I think is the first one I can really remember. Oh uh, yeah, I guess he where he goes and he grabs a dude by his hair. Yeah, it wasn't necessary kung fu, but <laughs> um, so from there, what oh, the fuck happened with that? Um, he teams up with James Hong, right? He does, yeah. James Hong, he meets up and Hong tells him that um, I was friends with Kim. These other guys are the ones that killed Kim. Um, you should go get them. So he approaches Shang Tsung, who uh, is one of actually Hong's men, as that we find out. Uh, played by, how do you pronounce his name? Terry Takagawa, I think. Terry, from, Terry. Uh, you know... Tons of stuff. He's from uh, you, well, my favorite is probably you know Shang Tsung, but he's mm -hmm. also the 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 bad guy in uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yes, yes. So yeah, that that's classic. That is a classic. Uh, I remember I remember running that movie too. <laughs> I recommend doing it. If you do, you that's oh oh trust me, that one is is on the list along with um, American American Ninja Two. Right. I'm gonna put that one on the list well, if you're if you want to see that one. I, I yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people might know Carrie. He's in that that show that's pretty popular right now, um, The Man in the High Castle. You know I didn't oh, watch that. Oh, it's been on my very, list for a while. My wife likes it a lot. It's it's pretty okay. interesting. I would recommend it. That's I mean, what I can you like, see it. Like the acting's really good. It's got Rufus Sewell. It's got you know him. It's it's pretty mm -hmm. good. I would okay. check, check it out. Uh, one of the roles I always liked him in. He's very small. He doesn't have very many lines. Is American Me. And oh, yeah. I, I yeah. think he, either he's trying, either he's kind of playing like a, a Latino or not, or maybe he's just 
joins up with the Latinos right. in that movie. But yeah, have you ever seen American Me, Justin? No, I haven't. It's okay. a really good one. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> it's a well, Edward and... James Olmos. It's like a gangster mm-hmm. movie. He's barely in this, honestly. Yeah, he really yeah, isn't in this true. very much. I mean, he just gets choked in a car, and then <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Then, yeah, he fights the perfect weapon at the end, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, crap. That's the other thing I didn't realize about this movie as you continue on, is that I didn't. I forgot how convoluted this plot is. Because he teams yeah. up with James, you yeah. know, James Hong, and then he goes to kill this guy, Sam, right. Sam Wo. Mm-hmm. Or Wu Sam, whatever his name is. Yeah, shows up and he's like, stop, stop. Yeah, and yeah. he says, like, uh, the James Hong character is the one who actually killed him. Yeah. And then he, and he said, and we finally get the, the, the title of the movie, The Perfect Weapon. And what it really means is that that the James Hong character got the, uh, the Jeff character to do all his killing for him because mm-hmm. he's an outsider and no one would think of it, a.k.a. Yo-Jimbo. The Perfect Weapon. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yojimbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You ever seen Yojimbo? No. Definitely no. You've seen, you saw the, the Bruce Willis one though, didn't you? Last Man Standing? Yes. That's where, it's I where, or or I want to say. Yeah. It's where Bruce Willis has like one expression throughout the whole movie. Even when he's fucking Leslie Mann, he has the same expression on his face. Leslie Mann? Yeah, no. Leslie Mann's in that movie, yeah. Oh, my favorite Maybe Bruce I Willis haven't. Movies. Okay. Last Man Standing has like the. Like the foghorn. Kind oh, of, yeah, I have. Uh, Walkins in it, too. And I even want to say in the theaters. It's got the guy from The Crow and The Warriors in it. Yeah. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just crazy, like, how, how many of these, like, guys, actors from these other, like, genre picks of that age like it's like this has got everybody it does it. yeah it's, it's it's like it's like a like i said it's like it's one of those ones where you're watching it and you're like that's that guy that's that guy that's that guy <laughs> do you think uh this director or writers or production was like hey do you think this will be able to introduce <clears throat> maybe a lot more asian characters or asian style movies to the mainstream because this was the mainstream movie this was in theaters um, maybe his only one that was in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you know, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I like that, you know, I, like I said, I like that it's, you know, it's not just all, like, white guys. Right. It yeah. is a movie about mm-hmm. a white guy. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. Killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Destroying people with their own fucking culture. Right. <laughs> in the name of justice. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Vigilantism, aren't you against it? Yeah, I am. That's true. I don't like it. <laughs> but so, so he's being used by James Hong, and then he's like, well, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to use my brother. Right. Right. So then yeah. He starts like he convinces his brother to go after him. With uh, Rufio, because he gets Rufio <clears throat> to tell him they saw Tanaka kill Kim. So that's how they trick the brother into going in on it. And that's when they follow Tanaka to the bank. Because uh, Hong goes to the bank every day or something like that. But So they follow Tanaka. And then they, they go into the line of the bank. Um, you know where they used to shoot those tubes of money and shit back? Yeah, the drive-thru. Yeah, yeah the drive-thru part. And there's this lady spills all her coins all over the fucking place. <laughs> and then I'm just like, yeah, that's probably fucking me right behind. You know, some asshole drops her shit all over the place and I have to wait. And I'm the one who dropped all of my coins all over yeah, the <laughs> But then uh, um, they pull up a, alongside Tanaka and they have a, a brief exchange. And then they go and chase Tanaka. Tanaka and there's a big car chase. Tanaka flips his car. Ends up getting tased a few times after beating the shit out of a couple cops. Well, what's cool is, so it's a very 90s car chase, you know, cars mm-hmm. flip over, they're right. things. 
but then he crashes into a uh, like a car uh, trailer. Right. And then the car falls on top of his car, <laughs> yeah. and Tanaka just pushes it off. Yeah. He just pushes the car off. And then they tase him once, and he's like, bah. Yeah. He yeah. knocks it off, and then he gets tased again and finally goes down. But not for long, though. No. Because no. as Adam and his rookie partner, I guess, were transporting Tanaka to the, hopefully the hospital by a yeah. present. That was another little, I'm sorry, but that exchange between him and the other officer, too, the guy's like, wow, that was really brave. That was he really did. That was, brave. He was, you know, and he's like, well, you'll get there, too, kid. I'm yeah. Like, How how long you been? Adam. <laughs> the guy was just like, oh, you're just so cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah, great. We get character development of the fucking rookie, but we don't get it of Hong, the main bad guy of this movie. Like, we don't learn really anything about Hong. It's true. Once we find out he's bad, he's bad, mm-hmm. we barely see him again yep. until the end. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually saw James Hong one time at a Comic-Con, maybe about five or six years ago. And that was when he was like 85. The dude's 90 now. He's immortal. He is. Yeah. Shang Tsung. Oh, he's not Shang Tsung. <laughs> Low Pan is immortal. Low Pan is fucking immortal, man. <laughs> yeah. He got the girl with green eyes, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so that's when, you know, the perfect weapon is pissed now because his brother's in, in the hospital all messed up. Well, he wasn't all that bad, actually. He was he just like a, a neck brace, right? Yeah, yeah he had a couple scratches. He was yeah. fine. Tanaka, mm-hmm. He's lucky Tanaka didn't crush him. Yeah. <laughs> but Rufio is hanging out at a bar for some reason, and he hears Shang Tsung talking to another guy about getting Lo Pan out of the city to go back to China to get out of there so he doesn't get fucked up by the perfect weapon. Mm-hmm. So Rufio tells them, uh, tells the perfect weapon then, the perfect weapon gets, or gets the montage scene ready of getting, you know, going to kick ass. So he has those tonfa sticks, I want to say they are. You know, like the collie sticks. Yeah, yeah. And, and he puts them on his back, and then he he boots a couple knives, some See? throwing knives. <laughs> no gun, no knife. No, uh, I'm like BS. There's two knives that he uses in this. Yeah, he, he doesn't use them too often. He has more. He has about three or four knives. I well, believe. he's got one in each boot. Right. But then he also his sticks have little claws on the yeah, end of the that's, oh. like, <laughs> that's murder. That's murder. <laughs> and then in the montage, he's just like. Beating the shit out of his couch. Yeah, man. What's up with it? <laughs> just like I guess to show that it hurts when you hit things with sticks. I don't know why he was. I don't know. It was a nice couch. Yeah. I was kind of sad about that. Any part. guy made out of fucking leathers, fuck them too. <laughs> right. uh, anyway, he gears up and he, he's going to take on the Chinese mafia yeah. with two sticks and two knives. But the thing is, he doesn't even take on the mafia. He just takes on workers at this right. place. You don't even know what he comes from. He's like dock workers. <laughs> yeah, he's like. <laughs> this poor Can guy's you imagine like, you're at work and some guy comes and starts beating up your friends? You're like, dude, what's up with it? And you try to beat yeah. him, and the guy demolishes you. You're just doing your job. I'm just imagining myself in an OR room, you know, like, hey, how's everything going, Doc? And Jeff Speakman comes in, and like, hey, it starts beating the piss out of everyone, and they're, like, hey, man, no. <laughs> well, and it's like it's like in other movies, you can always chalk up the hench- henchmen as like, oh, they, you know, they're bad guys or whatever, and they know what's going on. But these guys legit just look like they're loading boxes. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're not doing anything sketchy. They don't have weapons. They're, like, using their hooks for loading. Yeah, there was a thing. guy with a clipboard, for yeah. Christ's sake. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Seriously, perfect oh, weapon. Oh, Lord. But anyway, perfect weapon dispatches them pretty quickly. But he pole votes in. Yes, Another he does. pointless <laughs> callback. He pole votes in. <laughs> so we all remember. He used to pole vault. Yeah. <laughs> in cowboy boots, no less. Yeah. He's doing all this in cowboy boots. And he does, well, he does all these moves in jeans, just like Van Damme does. Yeah. That was like a signature Van Damme move. In every fight he was in, he used like jeans. Hell, you watch uh, Hard Target. Yeah. That whole movie is... Is his legs and mullet swinging? It's crazy. <laughs> well, and Speakman, so he, he does all this in jeans and the boots were the other thing. I was like, 
that's I don't know, man. I don't want to do fighting in boots. There's like, no like traction cowboy in boots. cowboy boots. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then, but he does have like a, a uniform, you know, for the whole movie. He's, <laughs> got like he's got like his jeans, his boots, and his like kind of poofyish Lone Star yeah. looking jacket. Yeah. yeah right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or his his. 48-year-old hipster, uh, not hipster, 48-year-old spinster mother used to have that jacket. <laughs> like, if it made a sequel, I'd want him to wear the exact same clothes. <laughs> so, um, uh, um, Lopan's waiting for his ride out, and that's when uh, 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 the perfect weapon meets up, and he's about to take on Lopan, and Shang Tsung's there also. He has a quick fight with Shang Tsung, knocks him out. He doesn't kill Shang Tsung. I think so, yeah. I don't um, think he kills anybody, no. except for he, he does, he, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he uh, does the shit out of Tanaka. Yeah, he does, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, and then, then while Hong is waiting for this boat to come pick him up, the, the perfect weapon's, you know, choking him out. And he's about to kill him, and then the perfect weapon's like, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to learn from this and not kill the guy. And then he lets him go, and he turns around, and Shang Tsung stabs him in his back, but he had those... The low pan does. Low pan, I'm sorry. Low pan stabs him in the back, and he has those... those what are they called? Those scream of sticks? Oh, yeah. yeah. Collie sticks, yeah. And he, yeah, he does like this death scream, too, when he does it, and it's like, oh... And I've heard that scream in other movies, too. Uh, and he... You know, and the perfect weapon's like, huh, and Because he didn't stab him in the back. He said, sorry, what were those sticks called? You collie just sticks. Collie, collie sticks. sticks. I call yeah. them taunt fuzz or collie. Yeah, can, any of those things. See, he's got yeah. some wood sticks. <laughs> and, um, Incredibly lucky. Yeah, he got lucky with that. He, he subdues James Hong, and then Tanaka reaches the dock. Boss this, fight. This, this is our boss fight coming up. <laughs> and, and it's not a bad one. There's some good kicks. Mm. You know, uh, Tanaka's unstoppable, but we have the perfect weapon. And, uh, and Tyrell, please take this away and how this fight. Well, comes. it's such a weird how, fight. I yeah. mean, it's like it's like they build him up as a big villain, and like he's a cool villain. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you? It's like you don't want to see like Jackie Chan fight like Butterbean. You know, you, you want to see like Jackie Chan fight Jet Li or something. Right. Yeah. Right. So because a lot of it is just him like wailing on Tanaka, and Tanaka's like, I'm not hurt just by this. Right. Standing there. Yeah. yeah. Just standing there. <laughs> And then he just starts, what's cool is he starts going off on his knees. Yes. Because you get the sense that Tanaka's knees are not in good shape. <laughs> he's just like, bam, bam, bam. And he makes this like cracking cartilage noise every time right. he hits him. And then Tanaka, uh, he has like a knife belt, which he just starts swinging around. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, you know, you know, kind of like trying to hit Jeff Speakman with it. And finally Jeff Speakman gets the knife. And then he like, God, what happened? So, oh, so he like. The knife sticks into like a propane tank or something. Yeah, like a big uh-huh. propane tank. And earlier he was swinging a chain and it made a spark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another weird ass kind of setup. You know. Anyway, so so he pulls the knife. Tanaka pulls the knife out of the thing and then it starts spraying a gas, you know, propane mm-hmm. or something on him. And then the perfect weapon like throws a chain. <laughs> and it, like, the the tank explodes. Right. And Tanaka is engulfed in totally 80s awesome you know yeah. man on fire stunt yeah you know burning to death i made the mistake of taking a good look at his face to see if he was doing the stunt and it no. is the worst the tanaka, tanaka mask i've ever seen i want that mask but, <laughs> but it's also awesome because tanaka just doesn't burn he fucking explodes yes, 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 he does. yes. and it's all over the place man. too and oh. I, was, I was watching it and you know the movie you know 
parts of it were aging well, parts of it weren't. But then I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the little dummy, you can see the little dummy stand up. Yeah. demolished, he's gone. And I was like, he kills, he has a good death. A good it movie. is, it's a good one. It's probably, it's death. my favorite part of the movie, yeah. actually. And it's my favorite scene of him just exploding. But you're right, the electrified chain made me think, is that some part of some Asian lore? And the reason why I ask is because there are like three video games that I can think of where like the Asian gang leader that I have to beat has this electrified chain that I have to I, somehow get around. Like I, I just Tomb think, Raider, Spider Man. Right. I don't know. Is it a I just thing? Think cha- I think I think in the eighties and nineties, chain weapons were cool. You okay. know, Ghost Rider. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I don't, well, there is a weapon that is like a, a chain with like a, a like a piece of metal on the end of it. Right. That like you kind of so whip it will around. Spark like, you know. Oh, it's well, like I, the, the it's spark the ball, thing right? to me. I don't think is is the purpose of the chain. I think that this movie is just like oh, there was a spark. Uh, And I think maybe that's why when I was a kid I liked this movie so much because it seems like it's just full of things you think of hanging out with your brothers or friends you're like oh what if he had because James Bond has a little blade that pops yeah. out of his yeah, right. yeah, yeah. and he's like well he's got sticks, oh, sticks have knives on him you know? <laughs> it's just like a bunch of little things that you're like oh that would be cool to be in a movie with mm-hmm. this thing in it. but it, it all seems very contrived yes you know? <laughs> so but he you know it's cool I and mean, it's a good fight I guess you know it's yeah, a pretty good it's... fight I like the fights earlier in the movie better where he takes on a bunch of yes. guys yes. Mm-hmm. even where he punches out the guys that try to rob him you know, yeah, you like that part, Justin. Yeah, like, guys are like, give us your wallet. Punching. He's like, just like, <laughs> like, give me your money, sucker. Yeah. He says that. And that's that one guy. He ah, he actually played, uh, he was in The Running Man. Yep. Played Chico! Chico! And his head explodes. Yeah, that's Chico. That dude's in a lot of movies, too. He's yep. in tons. That that guy. Oh, I gotta, you know, I'm gonna, I gotta find him in us, all of his movies that he's in. Because he's in tons of shit. Yeah. Oh well, then so he kills the bad guy. James Hong goes to jail, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, he mm-hmm. brings him out to his dad because all the cops pull up and. But is that dad. the and, and so is is the moment where he decides not to kill him, where he say, where is that where he realizes the dragon has a choice? Is that right? I think yeah, that's the point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So then he goes to his dojo, right? Yeah, and like yeah, the, movie. the end of the movie, and then Mariska Hargitay's there. She's like, hey, she... hey, sweetie. You know? Does yeah. she say no? Anything? No, she doesn't yeah. say anything. But you're like, are we to believe that there's anything between them? Right. Yeah, no. I know. Yeah. I don't Her know. face is inscrutable. I don't know. I'm right. Like, what's she doing here? She's in this movie because she's not Mariska Hargitay yet. Like she's right. not Olivia right, Benson. Yeah. But right. And then we get I got the power again to close out the movie. It's bookended, baby. Hell yep. yeah. Yep. <laughs> they paid good money for that song. Hell yeah. They're going <laughs> to fucking use it, man. They're going to use it. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think of this movie seeing it like, you know, what, 20 years, 30 years after? 30 it came years out? Later. I, I mean, I liked it. I made a couple of new scales, but I don't have to do them. It doesn't oh, I would really love to hear that. Let, let, let's like hear them. I want to do it. I test out the scales on right. this episode. I want to hear It's something that I've been thinking about doing. I've been thinking about for my blog, going back to old movies that I used to love and seeing how they hold up. And I was thinking about that a lot watching this movie. Which I liked, but I had never seen it before, so I'm seeing this with fresh eyes. And so I made a few scales that I was thinking of while I was watching the movie. Like with the Oscars and the State of the Nation, I feel like these scales are kind of poignant now. So the scales that I made, scales from 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, 1 being the best. White Savior scale. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I would have given it a higher scale because it's definitely a kind of White Savior movie. But a harmless one, and there are so many Asian actors in it. 
Right. And so many characters that are humanized. They're not just like these stereotypical right. characters who don't matter. So I only gave it a six. Right. I didn't. I don't think I heard any racial slurs. No. No. Heard, you know, yeah. Right? None of that. Yeah. So it's it was just like this is their whole. The, you know that he's caught in the middle of this culture, sort of yes. like Big Trouble in Little China. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, harmless. Not bad. Ethnic stereotype scale, 2 out of 10, because just it does a decent job of humanizing the characters, mm-hmm. minus odd job, although odd job is still a lot of fun. I also <laughs> realized that I need to stop calling him odd job. That name was not well, okay. The, the, dude, <laughs> the, dude, the dude is credited as and goes by Professor Tanaka, which yeah. is made up wrestling. <laughs> so I think you can call him odd job. Yeah. Yeah. He lost his privilege to control his uh, name at that point. Yeah. Misogyny scale, 1 out of 10, only because there are no women in No women in, in this movie. No, there's guitar guitar with no lines. So and one be, so so it's very misogynistic? No, no one is almost right. not at okay. all. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. just, gotcha. it's mostly men, that's all. Right. Uh, homophobia scale, 0 out of 10. I didn't get any of that. In fact, homoerotic scale, I gave it a 4 <laughs> out of 10. Full contact, no protection. <laughs> well, in that opening scene is, is, you know, very glorious. Yes, the sweaty uh, chest. Idealized male body. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There were plenty of men who probably enjoyed that scene very much. The, they had um, the, the chest wasn't hairy enough, though. I would agree with that. They need okay. to be hairy. See, I thought it was... That was plenty of hair. Yeah. At least well, it wasn't shaved, right? So, it wasn't yeah. shaved, yeah. yeah. I, need, I, I need a good action hero to have a good... Either all shaved off like Van Damme, or a good, nice, hairy one like... <laughs> I don't know, like... I don't know. Who's a good, hairy guy? Uh, good like hair? Tom Selleck. Ah, Tom yes. Selleck's the hairy right man, yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so this wasn't the best movie to try these scales out on, because it's, it's not that bad. I mean, for 1991, it's a pretty good movie. This scale would be perfect for, like, anything else you guys have watched. Yeah, I know. Mutant shirts. Because, like, it doesn't yeah. even work for some of you. You always do the, you know, the deaths and the... Right. Breasts, but, like, there's, like, no breasts. None. Like, there's, what, no. two Four. kills? Four kills in this movie, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a clean movie. It honestly. is. Yeah. I was like surprised very, at how much I liked it. It's a good good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not very like morally bankrupt. No. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah. I don't I don't think it aged great for me, you know? Mm. Um I didn't hate it, but you know, you, you see like um you know, a few good fights. The plot is like so nonsensical. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of charisma. I think what I like about yeah. it is that he's just like, Mah. he's very Chuck Norris, kind yeah. of like, mm-hmm. guess you don't want to help me. <laughs> like, he's a very, you know, very like uh, dead, deadpan, you know, and right, yeah. thing. But great cast, you know, great yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's, it's all right. What did you think? I am ending up giving it a C. Um,. I think I enjoyed it probably about as much as I did when I first saw it. Uh, I didn't love it when I first saw it, but it did kind of introduce me a little bit more to, like, Asian cinema, uh, along with my dad helping me with that, too. So, um, yeah, there are some good scenes, like you said, and there are actually a couple funny scenes. where uh, I like the scene where Adam, who doesn't speak any other language, goes to this Chinese restaurant and he's asking about uh, Kim being murdered, and the, <laughs> yes. and the guy on the register is like, "Oh, Muda!" And he's yes. like, "Start giving him food and everything." And he's like, "Oh, fine, I'll just take the food." He's like, "Thank you, come again." And no, he, no, he's like, "Have a nice day." Oh, have a nice like, day. No accent. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good little bit. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Jessalyn, what do you think? What's your grade? 
B minus. Oh wow, higher than mine. Harmless and fun. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's a harmless action yeah, movie. Yeah, you're right. The lead, Jeff's what's his Speakman. name? Speakman. Yeah, not a terribly interesting actor. That's all. Now that you said it, I'm noticing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's not. I mean, he, you know, he serves a purpose, I guess. Yeah. You know? And I think I would probably be more in the C range. Not that it's bad. It's just that there's. It's almost. It's almost because it's not really good or really bad. It's just yeah. Right. It's like fine. Yes. And, like, there's so many more, like, martial arts movies, whether they be Asian-produced or American-produced, that are maybe a little more fun than this one. Yeah. Or more. But, and, you know, solid cast, you know, Speakman doing Kenpo, which is what kind of a new thing at the time. You know, the yeah. only time you'd seen it was Game of Death. There's a character of it, but, like, kind of cool to see. Yeah, it's a cool It's cool to see a, a new... Or, or, to, or to introduce a martial art into cinema. And to, I can't think of the movie, or I can't hear that song now and not think of this movie. <laughs> like, it's forever imprinted. When I hear the power song, it's the best yeah. song, you know? <laughs> I think I should just play it every morning when I wake up. <laughs> Only if you're going to the, you know... Well, right when I get out of the shower, I'll do that. And... <laughs> <laughs> You're usually at, gone to work by then, honey. Well, half the time. But I wouldn't but... mind. I mean, the song maybe I would love. Maybe <laughs> Every morning. Popping out of the shower. I got you know. the power! And I shoot out, and I'm half wet still, and I shake like a dog, and I can just see it in slow motion, the, the drops of water flying throughout the bathroom. Yeah, that's my next movie. <laughs> Okay, thank you everyone for joining us once again for My Bleeding Ears Podcast. Thank you, Tyrell, for joining Absolutely. us once again. I'm sure you'll be back on the show again when I do... Showdown Ameri- Little Tokyo. Showdown Little oh, yeah. Tokyo, and mm-hmm. I got um, uh, farther down the line, uh, American Ninja 2. That's the, be- that's the best one of them all. I think there's about like five or six of them. Wait, did you just pick that when we were talking about it yesterday? You know... Uh, because we were just talking about kung fu movies and and well when we picked the perfect weapon it gave us suggestions for other movies all kinds and one of them was like American Ninja 3 I want to say and I was Mm -hmm. like nah man fuck that that's when Michael Dudikoff wasn't the American Ninja anymore that other guy took over so fuck that the guy from what was that show Step by Step no no that was um, that's that's Kickboxer oh Kickboxer you're right that's he took over from Van Damme yeah Mm. Uh, I want to say his oh shit I'll remember his name in a second. But yeah, the step-by-step guy, he played always like a dummy on that show, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was the guy I believe he was in. No, it's not him. Never mind. But anyway. Um, Dudikoff, though. Well, Dudikoff is the best. I just thought it was interesting that, so what was recommended was specifically American Ninja 3. Not one, not two, but three. If you like Perfect Weapon, yeah. you're going to like American Ninja maybe it, 3. Maybe there's something with their <laughs> metric that it uses yeah. actor names or directors uh, or writers okay, or something. Maybe. Like who knows? Because it is weird when they recommend stuff and you're like, you might like Child's Play 3. And yeah. like, well, what about 1 and 2? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for my guests once again. And I've got the power. <laughs> Radiac, radiac, win of the game. I'm 